you spend your Sundays looking for something fun to do, usually they're so drab and dull. <sighs> Boring. We have just the thing for you. November 28th, the Old Rock House and Rock Paper Podcast present Debstock 2021. Featuring music by Nick Gussman and the Coyotes. Screeching halts. Debstock 2021, November 28th from 3 to 7 at the Old Rock House, 1200 South 7th Street, St. Louis, Missouri. Tickets on sale at MetroTix.com. Debstock 2021, a benefit for glioblastoma brain cancer. Brought to you by Old Rock House and Rock Paper Podcast. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another episode of the show. Today's features... Comedian, actor, and chef, Henry Phillips. I had a great time hanging out with Henry, uh, talking about his special, Neither Here Nor There, which is available on YouTube. His uh, series, Henry's Kitchen, which is uh, one of my absolute favorite things on the internet. And uh, all kinds of stuff, including his work in uh, Silicon Valley also. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I do want to remind you, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler, located here in St. Louis, Missouri, over in the Maplewood area off of Manchester. Stop in and visit them or shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Use my code RPP15 for exclusive 15% off your purchase of your favorite beard oils, your beard balms, junk powder, or one of my personal favorites, a roughneck beard batter. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's officially beard season with fall and no shave November right around the corner. This is prime time to grow a beard, and Roughneck Beard Company has you covered. Using a good beard oil from day one of growth sets the stage for a faster, fuller, healthier growth. Avoid dry skin and the dreaded beard itch by combining with Roughneck Genesis for a vitamin punch that really gets things moving. Stop in today or order online to build your kit and kick your growth into high gear. Again, everything at roughneckbeardcompany.com. And don't forget RPP15 during checkout for 15% off your purchase. You know, you heard it from Tony in the intro, but uh, Debstock is happening on November 28th, Sunday, 3 to 7 at Old Rock House. Join us over there for a fun-filled day of music, including one-way traffic, Nick Gussman and the Coyotes, Spank on you, and the Screeching Halts. And uh, tickets are $15 in advance, $20 day of show, and currently available at MetroTix.com. Um, I would love to see you all there. This is obviously something very near and dear to my heart, and I want to help try to raise a bunch of funding and awareness for those 
dealing with glioblastoma brain cancer and, and see if I can't help uh, make it a little easier for them. And so uh, I would love to see you there and let's pack it out and have a great time doing so, raising a bunch of money for a good cause. So thanks, everybody. Of course, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. You can hit me up on the socials. Feel free to email me, rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. And with all that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new episode with Henry Phillips. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey, this is Henry Phillips, and you're listening to Rock Paper Podcasts. Rock Paper Podcasts. Scissors beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beat scissors, Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks. Could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Double decker fudge round rolling round town Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero He's your hero, he's your bestie Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley Rock Paper Podcast this is a song uh, that goes out to anybody out there in this room tonight, and I hope you enjoy it. You guys hearing that all right? All right, cool. Shit. Don't you wish they just had some kind of pill that you could take where you could instantly be able to be one of these guys who just kicks ass on the fucking guitar? Just like Eddie Van Halen, Stevie Ray Vaughan. You wouldn't have to practice all the damn time. You just take one of these pills and play like that guy for like an hour. Like, let's say you're at a party and it's late at night. You had to impress some hot girl at the party. Or maybe later on in the relationship, you had to impress the parents. Because they didn't think you had any other good things about you. And they thought you drank too much. And just overall, they just thought you were kind of a shitty person. You wouldn't have to worry about all the paying dues for years and suffering for your art by suffering like, you know, just 20 years of a grind and then you're finally doing your hour special in a place that holds like 30 people instead of like shooting to the big time where you got like 20,000 girls and they're just flashing their underwear and throwing their tits and you wouldn't have to worry. I'm sorry. <laughs> throwing their underwear and flashing their tits at you taking their tits off and throwing them at you, whatever, sorry. You wouldn't have to worry about all that shit that goes along with trying to get that fucking good. Wouldn't that be great? If they had a pill like that, wouldn't that be neat? 
Well, everybody, I actually happen to have one of these pills on me right now. We're going to take this and see if it works. I've never tried this before, but, you know. Um, I also, no, thank you. I want to say, I sell these pills for $10 a piece after the show, if anybody wants to come up and... Wouldn't that be fucking great? If they had a pill like that, wouldn't that be neat? But they don't. I'm not leaving. I just like to say thank you, good night at the end of the song. It sounds like a cool rock star thing to do. But um, by the way, I did that song. I was in Peoria, Illinois, of all places, and uh, a place called the Jukebox Comedy Club. Late Saturday night, I did that song, and this girl in the audience yelled at me right at the part where I take the pill and then started playing the guitar. She yelled at me. She went, "Bullshit!" <laughs> and I want to say she's right. I'm not really taking a pill and then playing the guitar. It's just part of a whole comedy act, you know, that I'm doing up here, but I wanted to make sure that everybody knew. All right. I guess nothing gets past her. Uh, but anyway. Hey, everybody. Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today with Henry Phillips. Hey. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, good to be here. This is, uh, this is cool. We, uh, I, I just uh, happened to catch that you were coming through St. Louis, and uh, I was like, hey, well, this would be kind of cool to hang out and talk and get to catch up. Uh, yeah, I love it here, too, by the way. Uh, well, I'm on a little mini tour. I just finished Wichita, and I'm going to Wisconsin next week, um, this weekend, here in St. Louis, opening for the band Ludo at the Pageant Theater, which will be a lot of fun. But just walking around here, well, the weather's great this time of year, but, uh, you know, I just went to the Amtrak train station around the corner, and it's just uh, made me long for my days of uh, just being on the road for long periods of time and, you know, wanted to hop on there and go to Albuquerque or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Chicago, whatever. All right. But uh, I love it. I love traveling. Yeah, we uh, uh, we jumped on Amtrak one time. Uh, my buddy Sean's bachelor party we took like 14 guys up to a Cards Cubs game in uh, in Chicago, and we uh, we rode the Amtrak up there. And I didn't realize it, but like I know they had I sell alcohol, but they're you're allowed to like bring it on. So like mm -hmm. the guys brought like a cooler and started drinking a couple of beers, and then uh, somebody had like a bottle of like Goldschlager oh, for, for some reason, and starts passing this bottle back and forth between the seats and. And then they were like, uh, yeah, you guys can drink, but you can't drink like that. And like, so they, <laughs> apparently that's cold schlagers where they draw the line. That's frowned upon. So, wow. They're going to yeah. lose all their Chicago people. Yeah. That. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no. 
No, I uh, yeah, I think you were on the Southwest Chief, which is the one that goes from L.A. to Chicago, and it passes all these places in between. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I've taken that one. I wonder how. Uh, I wonder how long that would be. Maybe like twelve hours or something. Yeah, I don't know. It, but uh, yeah, Goldschlager. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <man>. right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you. Uh, we are actually uh, hanging out here at uh, Greg's house. Yeah, Greg Warren, who's uh, become a good buddy of yours for sure. Good right? friend. Yeah. Well, we. Uh, I think we first met about twenty years ago in Cincinnati at the club Go Bananas, and um, next time we hung out was Houston. Uh, He's a big traveling guy himself, more so than I am even. And, uh, yeah, he um, he was sort of everywhere, you know. So we, we bumped into each other quite a bit and got along great. And then he moved out to L.A. for a while, so we hung out there. Yeah. I'm sure he's kind of showed you around St. Louis. Uh, yeah. Taking you all the uh, little hidden spots. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what do you – what do you uh, – do you have certain favorites that you like coming back to visit? Uh, yeah, uh, the Cheesecake Factory is good. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, no, um, well, I like the uh, the Central West End. That's where Brennan's is. That's right. a great little neighborhood. Uh, I've played at Brennan's a few times. I love that place. Um, Greg turned me on to that. Uh, I think that's when we were doing our sketch comedy thing. And then also uh, the Loop area. That's great. Right. Um, Love uh, all the restaurants there, but it's going. I remember us going bowling uh, next to the pageant theater. Is that still there? Yeah. There's a little bowling. Yeah, it's called Fl- Flamingo Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's a great little place. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's really a great city. Yeah. How do you? Uh, what do you, you ever try the Emos Pizza? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's the St. Louis style, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people are pretty divided on it you know like it's one. i remember that yeah. yeah last time i was here i remember people uh last time i was here f- was for a comedy festival i think it was about four years ago maybe three years ago and um my buddy uh from high school moved here to st louis and we both kept hearing about emo's pizza so we went in and we loved it i mean my my thing on pizza is like it's pretty hard for me not to like right. whatever kind yeah. of pizza it is but uh yeah, some people were like adamantly against it. What What do you think that is? Is it? I, I don't know. Just the uh, I guess like the cracker thin crust it's and too the, thin the, for their like they're more bread people. I, I guess. Don't know. And then a lot of people are have a, a weird thing with the Provel cheese, uh, oh. being that it's like, uh, um, you know, it's not mozzarella or oh, whatever, you know or something. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Um, they they don't want to go out to LA then yeah. because in LA they put uh, pineapple and they put broccoli on it and I'm All just right. like well you're putting broccoli on pizza that's absolutely <laughs> sacrilegious you yeah know? Well, I'm with you it's hard to mess up pizza for me yeah like, yeah I'm, I'd, take the broccoli off <laughs> yeah All right. I mean, that's where I that's where I probably would draw the line no broccoli on my pizza yeah but, yeah yeah uh, but yeah man I'm uh, so I'm really glad you are here and like I said uh, you are opening a couple of shows over at the pageant with our friends in Ludo uh, I know uh, I did one of these with uh, Tim Convy a long time ago and uh, had a lot of fun hanging with him talking more about his comedy but uh, of course like he's uh, you know very well established uh, musician as well with Ludo yeah. and and um yeah tim and i worked together for a week down in uh um why am i blanking on the name uh cape gerardo oh yeah and um 
yeah, I got along great because we're both musicians and we we're doing comedy. And uh, yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be fun to, to see him. Yeah, so that's October 28th, 29th, and 30th at the pageant here in St. Louis. But like I said, you're on tour. You can hit up uh, henryphillips.com for more dates and uh, coming to a yeah, tour. Yeah, um, two dates in Wisconsin next week. And then I've got uh, Fresno, California. And then I just booked Key West. So. <laughs> Not a very uh, strategic uh, geographical <laughs> tour, but uh, pretty much going to every corner. But um, but it'll be fun. Yeah. Well, you said uh, something about uh, you know getting to do a little sightseeing. Is that part of it too for you? Like, does yeah, it get out doing. Yeah. Well, the Key West uh, thing. I was just going back and forth with the owner of this club in Key West, and uh, we we can't guarantee that it's going to be a big payday because. I don't know how many people I can draw in Key West. I it's I really have no idea. Um, I know that here and a lot of places I've had the Bob and Tom show over sure. the years, or there's a lot of people that watch YouTube or some of the independent films. But uh, but Key West, I have no idea. And so I thought, well, if he can guarantee me the amount that would be like to to cover the travel and a little bit more after that. Um, then I'm willing to take a gamble because the worst that can happen is I'm going to Key West, you know, for, <laughs> you know, it's like you could do a lot worse than that. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, in some towns, I don't want to mention the names cause I don't want to alienate, um, potential markets, <laughs> but like Evansville, Indiana, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I pick on that one cause I did a week there that I, I didn't care for. It turns out there's this whole other part of town that was really, really pretty cool. But uh, it's like a college town or whatever. I would have never known it where I was staying. And I was like, boy, this this is getting to be a little bit of a grind. I don't know if I could handle being here for more than four days or whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, man. I'm, but I'm glad you made it here to St. Louis. And uh, like I said, getting to catch up a little bit. Uh, I've been fr- uh, a fan for a long time now. And uh, I don't remember exactly what was the first thing that I – discovered how i discovered your stuff but uh i mean I, I i know i've definitely seen the bob and tom clips i've seen uh your comedy central presents and your uh you know punching the clown is is a favorite of mine and oh, yeah. uh so uh been uh like i said go go way back and uh but so it's been fun to follow along with your career and then uh, as as you uh we just got the new special out there now and yeah. stuff. And, um, so, you, uh, so which is now available on YouTube also and, uh, Henry com. but you uh, got to a lot of these things, like some of these jokes, uh, have been on other albums, but it's nice to see it like in a proper, uh, you know, uh, special like this. Yeah. And, I, I had done a half hour special with comedy central way back in 2004 and, I thought it was okay, to be honest with you. I I had already done Premium Blend, which went really well, and a couple of other Comedy Central sets that went well, but I'd kind of burned through my opener and my closer. So unfortunately, when you're watching, uh, I, I had only been on the road maybe for five years or something, but when, when you're watching uh, that special from Comedy Central, you're seeing a lot of, dare I say, more of the sort of filler material that hadn't been completely honed yet. And um, so I thought it went fine because I still think it, it was good stuff. But um, I, after so many years of not having a special out there that really represented what I do, right. I was like, I'm going to do it 
I'm going to do a full hour and uh, it's going to have special guests and I'll do songs at the piano. I'll do stand up for 10 minutes. I'll do uh, guitar and um, just just do everything that I've got right out there and even open with a pretty funny bit with my buddy Brendan Walsh and um, with a little uh, sort of sketch thing and and I'm real happy with it, you know. Um, this guy named Stephen Fine Arts and Eric Olson, they were producers on it, and, and Stephen was the director who also directed uh, Eddie Pepitone's specials. And um, yeah, so I, sometimes you got, and, and there was definitely material being repeated, but it had been updated and right. it sort of fit into context a little bit more. Um, so I, I just kind of, and I also looked at it like, I don't know if anybody really saw the Comedy Central one, you know? <laughs> they played it a few times, but yeah, I don't think it really made a big splash. Sure. But yeah, like I was saying, it's just now to have it all, you know, really well done, po- very polished. Uh, I mean, it looks, you know, awesome. Just like very well shot uh, in, in uh, the club there we were at. And so yeah, it was nice yeah. uh, to have it all, like I was saying, and also showcase the piano and everything else. So uh, yeah. I really liked it a lot, and uh, that's neither here nor there is mm-hmm. available now. I said, so uh, check that out. And yeah, if you go to henryphillips.com, you can see all these things we're talking about. Yeah, but I mentioned uh, punching the clown, and I, I saw somebody reference it. I think it was maybe a Facebook comment or something, and he's uh, asking about something about it. And then I think, mm-hmm. did you say something in regards of like, uh, maybe working on a new film or something? Oh yeah. Yeah. Greg, the director, uh, we've made two movies now at this point, punching the clown and punching Henry. And, um, yeah, I think I posted a clip from punching Henry and then, uh, yeah, we're working on it. Uh, we're always working. You yeah. know? We're working on another screenplay. We don't have, we're nowhere near the knowing whether we're going to sure. be able to get funding and all that stuff, but we're definitely, enjoying um the process of writing you sure know? it feels like old times so uh yeah that that should be pretty cool so do you i mean obviously you're you're keeping very busy with uh you know stand up and perform performing and then you have the the acting and and everything that mm-hmm. you've you know been uh the highway man yeah so is another yeah. uh you know get to show some acting in there and <laughs> uh but so i didn't know if like do you just enjoy the balance of like juggling both sides of these things, creativity? Yeah. Yeah. For me, what's always been important is just to keep putting stuff out there and be creative. And, um, I don't like doing the same thing for too long. Um, so, you know, when I was on the road, it really got to a point after literally about 20 years or I was kind of like, all right, well, it's time to start focusing on something else. And filmmaking was really what I wanted to do. And I was lucky enough to get some acting work on Silicon Valley. I did sev- seven episodes of that on HBO. And um, there was also, uh, yeah, the the current climate of content creating being an actual thing that you can make your living doing has really worked for me. I mean, I, I love it. You know, well, you're doing it with podcasts. You know, sure. it's like we're just in an age now where you can create things and you can jump from one type of thing to i might do a podcast one day i don't know but uh i definitely enjoy uh making youtube web series um i have two of them you know so i've got henry's kitchen and that's got a soundtrack album so that gets all my music you know out there it's like an outlet for other creative things and then also 
uh, the Highway Man, which is sort of like a throwback to like these kind of uh, late 70s or early 80s kind of hour-long dramas that they would have, like uh, The Incredible Hulk or Six Million Dollar Man type thing or action or whatever. And just about a guy who thinks he's helping, but he actually makes things worse for everybody. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, I've been having a blast making that and uh, and learning about filmmaking, and I've got supporters. So through Patreon... I've been actually able to finance it with fans that I've picked up over the years that have been incredibly supportive about stuff. And, um, yeah. Well, that's cool too. Cause you get to work with all your friends, yeah. you know, making that stuff and like, there, there are no rules to any of it. You can just make whatever you want and have some fun with it. And, uh, so I know I, uh, Brandon Walshy mentions also, yeah. Uh, yeah, been he in, was in it and, uh, my friend uh, Chris Fairbanks, uh, Steve Byrne, um, Steve Gillespie. There's been a lot of uh, comedians that have been in there. Yeah, but yeah, that, uh, so you can get involved and uh, back the project on Patreon there, and, mm-hmm. and uh, get so. Well, there's a what, a couple seasons, right? Uh, yeah, three seasons now. I've yeah. got uh, like 24 episodes out there. So yeah, is that uh, as is that something we're gonna? Be new ones coming soon? Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's taking a little bit of a break since I'm on the road. I right. can't really do them. But, um, but yeah, I'll be getting back started with that in November. Nice, nice, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty silly stuff, man. I, yeah. I just, uh, I don't know, just funny, too, seeing your uh, the different characters you, you become with your, your wigs and different <laughs> uh, stuff. So it's just like, it's always uh, a lot of fun. To, and then, uh, of course, I'm a big fan of a lot of the other special guests. So it's funny to see those guys in there, too. Yeah, no, a lot, of, a lot of great one. Ever, Ever Maynard, who's local comic in L.A., Matt Knudsen, uh, Cecily Nobler. Um, there's just a lot of people, and it's been yeah. Francisco Ramos, you know, I, I try to have pretty much comics in every single one. All right. You mentioned uh, Henry's Kitchen, and and, I, and that's another one I've been following for. I didn't realize until I was like pulled it up today that's uh like been going on like 10 years now 10 years yeah yeah 2011 uh i think june or, or july was the first one and that was yeah i think it was july i i did uh one of them of how to make french toast and um I think I sent it to a friend of mine and said, Hey, don't post this yet, but I'm just curious to see if you think it was funny. And then he just posted it right away. And a lot of people watched it, you know, right. it was like several thousand views. And I was like, Oh wow, that's cool that everybody, cause that was when everybody was trying to figure out how can I get something to go viral or whatever. And then, so I did another one. I did a follow up, and, uh, it was called Chili for One. And I remember actually Greg Worm was in town when I was doing that one. And he, he showed up while I was in the middle of filming it. And uh, I put it on the air or, you know, on, on the air, you know, on YouTube. And um, it went viral. You know, it was like uh, over a million views, you know. And I was like, wow, this has really turned into something. So I started making making them ever since. And then when it got to be too difficult to keep up with i put it on patreon and then once it was being supported then it it became an actual job you know and so that was pretty fun and i've made i've been making them at least once a month for the last few years right is you you ever gonna like um put together 
proper cookbook with it or anything? Oh, yeah. yeah. I have two cookbooks. Cookbook, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, those are on there. Um, let's see. How would people get those? Amazon. All right. Yeah, you can get them on Amazon. The Henry's Kitchen official cookbook. Yeah, I got volume it. one and volume two. I've been uh, slacking. I need to get those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, it's so, it's so funny, man. They're also gifts for people who join the Patreon, too. Oh, so. very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, I don't know. I remember, uh, I don't remember must probably chili for one. I definitely remember that. Um, I went back and I watched, uh, French toast, uh, this morning. I was, as I was getting ready, just a refresher and stuff went back to yeah. the beginning. But, um, but yeah, like I was saying, those are, uh, just, it's really goofy. Um, uh, and just, but I, I love that, uh, that you've stuck with it. I mean, so many people have these fun ideas where it's like, yeah, okay, this is, a, this is a good idea, and let's do this. And then they they kind of bail on it after a little yeah, while. Yeah, you have to do it. That's that's a really important thing. Every time you say to yourself, I think a fun thing would be blank. Whatever business you're in, you could be, uh, you know, in, uh, you know, marketing or whatever. But, like, whatever idea that you have, just instead of just saying it, do it. Because then your whole life changes, and that it's really – I have so many things that I have written down in my little note – uh, app on my phone of things that have to get done at some point, you know, like a funny scene would be, you know, this, you know, and then it's like, at some point I have to do that. Um, but yeah, at this point now I'm looking back going, all right, well, I finally feel pretty comfortable with how much I've been doing. I didn't feel that in the, in the two thousands, you know, where I, I don't think the technology was quite there. I nobody I knew really had a great camera unless that was something that you were really into. But now everybody can, you know. Um so Yeah, I've got two feature-length movies at this point, you know, two web series with, you know, dozens of episodes and then um albums, comedy special, cookbooks, <laughs> you know. So it's like, yeah, you just got to keep putting stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it makes you feel more fulfilled, I think. Is there a certain um, recipe that hasn't, uh, that you, like, do you come up with all those? or is uh, Usually I just browse uh, yeah. YouTube or Instagram, you know, and see what people are making. Like yeah. Cloud Eggs was a big one for a little while. And I was like, oh, that sounds like something that would be difficult to make. <laughs> so I went on there and started uh, started looking for Cloud Eggs and, and then the next step is I, I mean, I know it's going to come out like crap because I don't know how to cook. So I, if I just tape myself trying to make it, then it's going to, it's going to be the desired result. And then I also try to look for what are some particular physical sort of bits that I can do in the kitchen, you know, with, um, the blender and, uh, you know, the, um, egg beaters and stuff like that. I try to come up with, um, physical gags in there sure. and then i also try to write actual jokes for it that i can but specific types of jokes you know so that it's just sort of me ranting while i'm stirring my uh stir bowl or a flower or whatever and uh and then i have a usually a musical montage in there um well that it yeah. just it's it's so good because every time i click one of those recipe uh you know links or whatever mm -hmm. they give you like this giant long story of that you really have no interest in all you oh, want God, all you want the is worst. the recipe yeah so, so like you're when you're sitting there rambling on your rants like it's like yeah. exactly what i feel like they're like telling me this long story like yeah 
Yeah, they always do. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, these uh, snickerdoodles were things that, uh, you know, <laughs> my grandma used to make. And when I was a kid, I used to, you know, uh, make them with her. And I have so many fond memories. And I, I think there's some reason that they're filling up the space. I think the longer you're on the website, right. you can show that to your advertisers or something. But it's a scam, you know. Yeah. And it's like... Um, but yeah, I'm I'm doing the same thing with the YouTube videos. I go to Wikipedia and try to find whatever the background is. You know, like the uh, what was the one that I did? It uh, eggs Florentine or eggs Benedict? One of those where it was like you know, according to Wikipedia, some Wall Street guy went into the Waldorf Hotel drunk and or hungover and said just put a bunch of eggs and shit on my plate <laughs> and, and then i get it kind of wrong right. you know but and uh that's how the eggs benedict was born yeah um yeah man i um uh, I, I just uh i also appreciated the joke uh that you put chef on your website oh uh, yeah so, uh, <laughs> always fun to see if people are gonna think that i'm a real chef and right. come by <laughs> so you you say you haven't you don't know how to cook but have you accidentally learned uh some things along the way yeah yeah a little bit yeah. um you, you definitely learn from you know going to youtube and you can learn what not to do one thing that's very interesting is if you watch the really really high-end professional ones like somebody making uh what was the the one that i made recently um it was kind of a, oh, uh, ambrosia, which is like marshmallows and fruit salad or something right. like that, you know. Um, there'll be like a a really, really hot chick, you know, doing like uh, teaching you how to make it. And then she's like, whatever you do, don't put, don't use, uh, you know, it, whatever ingredients are in there that are full of sugar or full of fat, you know, it's like, and don't use the maraschino cherries cause those are just complete sugar or whatever. And, um, but then you'll go to other videos and it'll be somebody who uses all that thing. And, and they look, they look so much more unhealthy than the people making this. So you start going, Oh wow, there does seem to be a correlation between how healthy someone looks and what they eat. You know, it's really interesting. All right. <laughs> yeah i uh i enjoy uh like uh you know paula dean's uh, recipes like always call for like a stick of butter like, yeah so well that's true i mean you know anthony bourdain once said uh i was watching an interview with him and he said if people knew how much butter was in their food when they went to a restaurant they would never do it because it's like literally like a half a stick of butter in every entree that you're having <laughs> Because that's their way of making food that you don't make at home. You know, they just put so, you know, when you're at home, you just, you can make the ingredients and you're not likely to put that much in it. But that's, that's how they keep you coming back. You know, it's just like, uh, it's like crack, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Food's always been, uh, I, I, I don't know. I grew up in the kitchen with my my mom. Uh, you know, learned to cook from her, so it's always been a, a passion of mine. Uh, I, so uh, I enjoy like your take on it, being that you know it's these are a lot of uh, the the videos that you do see. These are so it's just funny. That's yeah. what it makes me. So when you're a fan of like that, you uh, actually know what's going into all this stuff. Like 
and then you get mm-hmm. the jokes even more and stuff i feel like so it's like because uh, i've been there too like even like when you're saying i i didn't have this so i grabbed this oh yeah substituting oh, yeah, yeah. So, like it's that's part of the fun of it too is just like grabbing something like and winging it and like oh, hope this works something and, that looks like it yeah, yeah it's like i don't have any uh maple syrup but i have soy sauce <laughs> yeah <laughs> or whatever yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So you uh, again uh, subscribe to Henry's channel on YouTube, and you can find all those there and yeah, uh, binge through those because uh, there's some some great stuff in there for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you. Uh, so I don't know what what is there is there like a an, an end goal with those or is it just uh, um I don't know. I've talked to some people about how we could turn it into something. I like the character. Maybe if somebody wanted to do an animated version of it, like. That could be fun. I'm I'm really surprised at how many kids like it. Yeah, which is funny because I say bad words and stuff like that. But it's like, I, I'm completely happy with that. That's cool. But I I think that kids usually like to see adults try and fail at stuff because they're so used to being talked down to by people that it's fun for them. But um, yeah, I guess you know I, I'd like it if the if the videos were um, reached a higher uh, level of viewership, you know, or patronage so that I could make, you know, do more interesting things with the budget, you know, have more special guests or even ultimately do a real production, you know, where I could rent out a space for it or something like that. Um, I did these videos called the Masterclass, and that was through a company called Thrillist which does uh, a lot of online content, including cooking stuff. And they had me do eight videos, and those were on there. And they were fun. They were a totally different look. You know, they were high budget. And um, that was a pretty good time. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I, I, I do think with that, there would be, and obviously, uh, elevated content. But at the same time, some of the the beauty of those videos is the the poor cuts and, yeah yeah uh, you yeah know, totally. the, the very uh you know all the different things so yeah it was a different joke it was more, right. it was more like what if you had all this nice scenery and everything but the guy yeah. in the front of it is sucks you know yeah <laughs> so it was like a slightly it was a variation yeah but i uh so I don't know, yeah, but it would be interesting to see uh, as it taken to the next level, see mm-hmm. what, we, what we could do with it. But yeah, uh, yeah, I uh, I enjoy all that stuff, and like uh, so you can you can uh, Patreon is uh, kind of like you're saying being the, become this cool hub for creatives to yeah. find to you know whenever um, you know you can you can you've already have this audience from touring and stuff, and yeah. and you can these people can find this home of to back you and support these creative projects and stuff. So I, yeah, I love it because I, I can honestly say if, if it weren't for me starting that, there'd be no more Henry's kitchen. And I feel like I've done some really fun ones since then. So, um, yeah, it, I mean, I literally have been at restaurants and stuff where the wait, and this has happened to me several times where the waiter will make a joke uh, and say like, "Hey, hey, man, I hope you're not going to be the one making the food back there," you know, and and then I, it takes me a second to f- try to figure out what they're talking about, and then I'm like, "Oh, this guy's seen the the Henry's Kitchen videos," you know. It it's happened a lot. It happened at the airport, one of the TSA guys, you know, and it's it's fun for me because it's like YouTube is really people 
from all over the world and in every kind of demographic that you can imagine. And it's really interesting, you know, it's like it could be 65 year old or it could be, you know, a teenager, you know, I I remember being in uh, Montreal and uh, I was about to work the comedy club and there were a bunch of teenagers there or not teenagers. No, these were probably early twenties. It was like seven or eight people and they, I was just walking up and they were asking who the comedian was and they're like, oh, it's Henry Phillips. He's been on the Jimmy Kimmel show. He has a Comedy Central special or whatever. And they're like, ah, you know, I don't know. I never heard of the guy. And then they start walking away and then they see me and they're like, oh my God, the, cu- the cooking guy. What are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I'm going to go perform. You're the perform. Oh man. And then they all bought tickets and I was just like, wow, that was really weird. So that's when I kind of knew that it was really worth it to keep trying to expand that thing. Cause I, I, I think I was hitting, I was hitting on something, some nerve with people with that. Yeah. Well, it was free for one thing. So they didn't have to have the comedy central subscription or whatever in order to know who I am. But also, um, there was just a, like you said, a cheapness to it that maybe p- people find more interesting than seeing everybody seeing high budget stuff all the time, sure. you know? Yeah. And, well, I know, you know, like you said, you mix in some of the physical, there's like kind of, uh, uh, you know, slapstick kind of a f- vibe to some of the stuff, you know, just like there's all these different jokes. You're bringing in a lot of different elements of, of it. So it's just, uh, but I think the, the low budget part of it all, like it helps draw everybody into like, this is very relatable. This is, you know, mm-hmm. this could be any guy and stuff. And so, um, I don't know, it's just, it's really a kind of a perfect mix of all that stuff everything so yeah makes it a lot of fun thanks yeah no i mean onward and upward i'm I'm gonna keep making those i have no reason to ever stop and then um hopefully there's still an audience for uh for independent films yeah because i i really enjoyed the process on the first two i just everybody's kind of watching everything on tv now so i don't know how people are going to watch films unless those are crowdsourced as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, cause you know, nobody's really going to invest in it if they can't if picture a way that they can make the return back, you know? Right. I, uh, went to just, uh, over the, uh, uh, last weekend I went to, uh, friends of mine put together a, um, independent film festival for, uh, in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some of them were like shorts and there was a couple features and things, but, um, Anyway, it was, it was, I don't know, it was exciting to be a part of it and then get to actually meet some of the filmmakers afterwards that were there to be a part of it and stuff. So that's great. Um, you know, so I think there's, I think there's a lot more work and, you know, you got the actually doing the footwork like that, like and getting your product out there and stuff. So, you know, it's hard to, it's, it's a difficult business for sure, just like anything. But you yeah, know, if, like if it's something you believe in, it's, it makes it a lot easier to yeah. get out there. Yeah, absolutely. But, and it's it's not as weird nowadays to be crowdsourced as it was in the beginning. Right. Right? Remember, people were like, well, if you want to make a movie, you know, you pay for it. <laughs> you know, why are you asking people? But now it's sort of acceptable in this new age that we're in. I do I do think it's cool, like, you know, to be involved in it, like from the ground floor and like kind of thing. Like, yeah. And to be, be a part of it, even if I, from a distance, you know. Yeah. Like, but, um, you know, there's all sorts of different cool little 
perks and stuff yeah. along the way. And, you know, just, uh, it's, it's neat to have this like community of people that even if you don't know any of them, but we're all a part of the same, a similar thing. And, uh, you know, yeah. seeing this goal come to, to life and, that's uh, true. so I've backed a lot of my friends, uh, albums and stuff, helping support in that way. And, and I don't know, I get like people, a lot of people were kind of weird about it. Like, uh, you know, donation kind of feeling to it or whatever, but it's like, it's not a donation. It's a, a pre-order or, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. Like this is something I would have bought anyway, mm-hmm. you know, once it finally was yeah, finished. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're just paying the tickets uh, ahead of time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just think it's cool that these people, these people have found a way to find their audience and then to make these projects come alive that maybe not otherwise mm-hmm. would have ever seen the light of day. So, um, it's and then I, I know podcasting has been taken off on Patreon also. A lot of people, you know, be able to support different shows there too. For, for so, all sorts of different things. I've been trying to figure out. I've been talking about it, like about trying to maybe figure out how to get myself in there. And but I haven't haven't done it yet. But yeah, on Patreon. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so, great. Yeah. But yeah, man. So uh, I would like to see some uh, some more feature film for me and stuff. Like I said, Punching the Clown was was a was one of my favorites and uh thanks so yeah we had a lot of fun making it that was in 2008 so it's been a long time but then yeah. 2009 it came out and then we did the whole festival circuit it won a bunch of awards and then got on netflix for a little while and ended up on amazon so people can see it on amazon you have to pay for it used to be that you you just needed to be a member of prime but then amazon changed all that so yeah yeah, yeah. it's um I I bought a DVD copy and uh Oh yeah. I think one of those times we hung out I got you autograph it so Oh yeah. yeah. That's right. Remember DVDs. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, now uh it's yeah, it's just weird to think about. I have like this huge collection cuz like, you know, just again a big movie buff so it's like yeah. and but it's like that's kind of you know, obsolete now, like everything. I mean, I still have the players, but I mean, like you think about it, every, now everybody's collections, uh, Netflix or whatever, you know, so. Yeah, I know. I mean, I remember that was a very distinct moment because I, I owned all of the show, The Wire, which I loved. And um, they had a great packaging and everything. And it was so cool for like maybe 40 bucks or whatever. You'd unshrink wrap this uh, amazing package, you know, that they obviously spent so much time on the packaging mm-hmm. and the artwork and everything. And then you'd pull out that DVD and pop it in, and it was just like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Um, that's how I watched The Wire. I didn't have HBO. I just bought the actual things. And then there was an interesting thing, because I loaned it to a friend of mine, and I called him a couple weeks later saying, hey, man, i got to get The Wire stuff back, and because um, sometimes I like to show it to people or whatever. And I didn't hear, and I was sort of, you know, kind of annoyed, but I was like, all right, I got to get that back at some point. And then some point during that time, I just kind of was like, ah, well, it's on Netflix now, so I don't really care that much. <laughs> and then now I really don't care if I ever see those DVDs again. It's like, it was uh, very interesting to suddenly realize that you didn't need the physical thing anymore. Mm-hmm. That was really... I do. I do feel like it just in the same way vinyl records came back around and and mm-hmm. things. I feel like there will be a day when um, DVD and film comes back around that way too, like in some sort of physical format again. So. Yeah, because you own it and people want to collect stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I even have friends that don't watch stuff on YouTube. They download the videos like from their patrons or there are things that they're 
supporting on Patreon or whatever, they'll download the videos and then have a folder with all of that stuff because they're collectors at heart and they like to see all the things that they possess, you know? And I get that. But I mean, to me, I, I, I also have to think it's pretty silly. It's like, well, just go to YouTube if you ever want to watch the thing, you know, because everybody puts everything out there, you know, but, um, do you collect anything? I'm trying to think. I mean, I did back in the day, but, uh, no, I was never really a big collector. Um, I just sort of always got practical stuff. I don't know why I, I tried to collect comic books for a second but back when I was like 14 or something thinking oh well they've become so expensive maybe one day they'll be worth something and then they just sort of didn't because it's sort of too late by that point um, like everybody in the world would have just bought them all and that probably helped their sales a lot too but uh, so I was never really doing it for the reasons that I absolutely loved it I just sort of was trying to get into collecting, but I never really did myself. Yeah. I just was sort of more into the practicality of it. As soon as um, records were done, I went right to cassettes and then cassettes to CDs and then CDs to straight. I always embraced whatever the new thing was. And uh, I don't think I have any more records, but it, but it is sad. I mean, because I really do like those old, um, I really do miss those old uh, like album covers. Sure. They put so much work into them, and I don't know how you can see them. I guess you just do a Google image search for them or something like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like even iTunes, they just show you a little tiny square, and it's like you can't. Right. The band that I liked when I was a little kid was Sticks, and uh, every album of theirs, you'd open it up, and there'd be all kinds of really cool artwork, and then there'd be um, a lot of great uh, verbiage and stuff, you know, text and everything, and. You, you know, there's got to be some place that you can see all that stuff, you know? Yeah. I'm sure you could search for it, but... Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, I exactly why I still like to buy vinyl records. I don't buy a ton. Um, I try to support my, a lot of, quite a few of my friends are mm-hmm. uh, printing on vinyl now again. And uh, so I try to buy those when I can. And it's, uh, you know, again, they're just fans at, at heart of the uh, of vinyl and stuff. So that's why they... They they like to see their you know name and their art on vinyl. So it's uh, I like to try to support those projects when I can, and I have quite a few of those now in my collection. But uh, it's just uh, it's cool, man. I like saying you get the the larger art format, you get the all the liner notes and everything. It's just like it's a whole process of of music that's kind of like lost now. Like it's so many so much of uh music today is disposable in, in yeah. a sense you know it's yeah, like every, people burn through whatever song's hot and then they forget about it and move mm-hmm. on to the next one the next week and so it's kind of uh not a lot of people celebrate these records or artists uh for you know years and years like they once did mm-hmm. yeah uh, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. I started with uh, collecting uh, basketball cards. I think that was my like my oh yeah. When I was, when, was I was, when I was a kid, one. like basketball uh, was always was a huge part of my life, and I had a bunch of those. And then I kind of got out of that, and but now it's pretty much just music, and is what I collect now. So that's great. Yeah. yeah, no, a lot of my friends are still into doing that. Yeah, I uh, do have a hard time throwing away books. I will say, uh, textbooks from school back in the day. I. 
still feel like I'm going to want to go over there every now and then and open up to a certain page. What was that thing I remember reading way back when? So I do like having that, but, you know. Well, you've, uh, you said you've, you have the Henry's cookbooks, uh, or you, do you ever do like a autobiography or anything like that? I might. Yeah. Cause I do have a lot of stories yeah. and, um, I'd love to put them all together. So I, that might be something I'll do one day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, 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 I was thinking about it on the way over, um, a, t- a good title. Uh, and, uh, when you were, uh, now I'm blanking on the line you say, but when you're, when you do the song in hip hop, uh, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What do you want me to do about it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, what's, uh, the line you say in that, uh, at the end of that, um, damn, like I'm drawing a blank now. Some, oh, something about motherfucker. Put it. Oh, uh, why you be all about my yeah, shit, motherfucker? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. There, uh, Straight uh, out of the wire. Actually. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking that'd be your, a good proper uh, autobiography title. There. That's you know? good. Yeah. yeah, that is well, a good one. Why you be all about my shit, motherfucker? <laughs> People would be like, "What's this? By this guy doesn't look like somebody who'd <laughs> say that." Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. So. Uh, I, it would have been a lot better had I uh, not uh, screwed it all up. So <laughs> screwed uh, which up? Uh, oh, my brain fart. Trying oh, to, oh, oh trying, trying to remember yeah. that term. Oh, yeah, no, that's all right. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> trying to, yeah, that's usually what happens. I go to pull a reference, and then that's when I go blank. And I'm oh like, yeah, I, I do that all the time. Uh, that uh, so you like I said uh, you're here in St. Louis, October 28th, 29th, and thirtieth at the pageant. Yeah. Uh, you ever been over there yet? You ever played? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I opened for Mike Berbiglia there a few years back. Nice, yeah. And uh, I think Greg Warren and I also did a show there with the Friends of the Bob and Tom show. There you go. I think that was with Mike McRae and Augie Smith. But yeah, it's a fun room for sure. It's a, and it'll be a, a wild night. I think uh, there's a handful of tickets. Maybe it might even by the time you hear this, probably sold out. But uh, if you, if you are going, be sure to get there early and catch uh, Henry opening these shows and have yeah. a good time. Uh, you're gonna do uh, your your proper set. You're gonna yeah, uh, play yeah. some music in. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll do a little bit of stand up at the top, and yeah. then I'll grab the guitar and. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I I don't know, man. I I really enjoy. Uh, like I said, I I've been following many years, and I enjoy your music uh, a lot. And the but I think uh, I guess I don't know. You you really document it like in guitar song, mm-hmm. where you get to actually show that how good you are at playing guitar like you know that's the whole bit but uh like it's just fun to see that you really are a fan and a, and a talented musician even though you're you know these are some of these songs are pretty silly sometimes but oh yeah but yeah i, I enjoy being able to put my guitar playing in there because that's always been something that i've enjoyed doing and seems like it'd be kind of a waste to not have it in the act at all you know but have you ever like do you do you like get to showcase that in other ways besides the comedy of it like do you play do you ever play in any other bands or do anything like oh that? way back when yeah. yeah in my high school years i used to play in garage bands and stuff right. yeah and that was fun but um yeah i haven't done that since probably maybe college days you know sure <laughs> yeah but i uh I, uh, I don't know. So it's just fun. Like I said, I like to get to kind of showcase that stuff, but, uh, I've, I've you always, uh, this, you have this like, you know, more in the folk, uh, 
obviously the singer, songwriter, yeah. guitar player. Uh, has that always been a, a huge, uh, you, are you a, just a fan of it all or is that how it, it kind of, uh, yeah, no, I love it. I, I love, uh, Bob Dylan, Tom Waits, um, James Taylor, you know, Paul Simon, Tom Petty, like all the singer songwriter genre. Sure. Big fan of it. And then, um, but I like all kinds of music, you know, you just go through phases, you know, he's just like, Oh, I'm into singer songwriter stuff now, or now I'm into metal or whatever, you know, um, or punk or, uh, all jazz classical, you know, it, it's, it's all, you know, organized sound, you know, and it's great to listen to. Right. Do you ever, uh, like, um, when you were starting out and you and go to these open mic nights and things like, did you get people that were th- thinking it was all serious and then? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the way it always starts right. is that people, cause I tried intentionally to make it the same with the kitchen videos. I try right. to make it sound like I'm going to go on there and do a real singer songwriter thing, like a folk thing. And then halfway through all of a sudden people would be like, Oh wow, this guy's a, uh, yeah, this guy's, <laughs> I think he's joking. Yeah. You know? And that was always a really fun part of it. I was, I was, I haven't really like, you know, gone through all the comments, but I was wondering about that same kind of thing with Henry, Henry's kitchen. If, uh, like you get comments that people like, uh, you know, that don't aren't in on the joke that they're like, this is the the worst video, you know, the worst. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> oh, I get that. I get those types of comments all the time. Yeah. I just, uh, it makes me laugh. I'm like, that's some of that stuff makes, makes me laugh even harder. Like, you know, just, uh, when you see, um, like the way, uh, like being in the audience and then like them, like not getting it or, you know, like, or, or something like that. And mm-hmm. just, uh, it just makes me appreciate the moment so much more, you know, yeah. that, uh, so that, uh, that I'm, I'm having a great time, but you know, they're, they're the jokes, they're going over their head <laughs> or whatever it is. And, um, or like seeing a lot of times, like, uh, I used to sit next, uh, I used to go to a lot of these like shows and I'd sit next to my buddy, Josh Arnold, and he'd be, uh, laughing so hard. And it would make me laugh even harder because of how, uh, awkward this whole moment is and yeah, stuff sometimes. Yeah. And, and, um, uh, so the, some of that times that some of that stuff's even makes the moment even better. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's trolling, you know, and that's what I, right. I guess they would call it now, but yeah, I've always loved that. Spinal Tap was like the original. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody thought it was real, and they marketed it that way. They wanted people to think that, and that was great. It was brilliant. Yeah. Like the humor snuck up on you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, it's, uh, those, yeah, those guys are some of the best for sure. Uh, I would. It would have been fun to, to be a part of that, like with those guys when they were Oh, yeah. Getting no, going. They were having so much fun, you know. Yeah, that was really cool. Sure. Um, well, man, uh, this has, uh, been a lot of fun, Henry. Yeah. I'm really glad Thanks, Shane. we got to sit and hang for a little while. Again, you can find everything at henryphillips.com. Um, yeah. Or, you know, if you want to see some of these videos we're talking about, if you just put Henry's kitchen into YouTube, it should, uh, come right up there. Yeah. Uh, I did have a, uh, just a couple of questions I've been running around town asking and sure. get your take on some of these. Absolutely. Uh, what, um. You you get to work with uh, quite a few of your friends uh, in whether it's uh, you know film or mm-hmm. or uh, music and stuff. Uh, and I know uh, Mark Cohen uh, oh, yeah. was on your uh, 
special and stuff. And uh, but is there a dream duet or a collaboration you'd like to uh, like to see for yourself? Oh it? gosh, um, collaboration. Well, I mean, the guy that I am a huge fan of right now is Adam McKay, who uh, we were just watching Succession, and he directed the pilot for that. Everything that guy does is amazing in every way. It's smart humor or it's dumb humor or whatever, but it's great. Uh, He also made The Big Short and Step Brothers and uh, some other stuff. But um, just seems like a person who understands the all sides of comedy and and a little bit of realism and drama in there too and and great social commentary too so yeah i mean as an actor i'd love to be involved in anything that guy's doing um other collaborations uh i guess well one one that i've checked off was mike judge i mean i was always a huge fan oh, yeah. of his and then when he put me in uh, silicon valley it was great to be a part of hit uh executing something that was in that was his vision because uh you know i mean office space i think it's one of the best movies of all time and i felt like we were hitting a lot of those notes with on with what we did on silicon valley too so yeah office space is uh for sure class idiocracy also oh yeah so good uh yeah i'm a big big mike judge fan also Mm -hmm. uh do you do any celebrity impressions has that ever been out? Let me see here. I mean, way, way back in the day, like 30 years ago, I did a pretty good Michael J. Fox, but I, I don't even think I could try it. I'm going to try it. It's going to be embarrassing. Ah, come on. <laughs> I can't even do it anymore. Ah, yeah. I, it's not even there. The voice isn't there anymore. Um, not really. Yeah. That's, that's just fun to put people on the spot. Yeah. I wish I had one. Um yeah, is there, um, what about, uh, you know, I'm talking about some of the greats uh, and for songs, uh, songwriters and stuff. Is there a song you wish you wrote? Is there a song? Oh, a song that I wish I wrote? Yeah, I mean, there's tons. Uh, the um, Invitation to the Blues by Tom Waits. I, I would say most of the songs on the album Small Change, I wish I wrote yeah. Tom Waits. Uh, just unbelievable. I mean, just ridiculous how great that album is and how much it influenced, you know, a lot of what I do. Um, great melody writing and, and lyrics, but with a lot of humor injected in there. It's not quite as... Like, there, there's a tongue-in-cheek throughout the whole thing. It's not dead serious, you know? Uh, the Piano Has Been Drinking is another one, you know? Um, so certainly that... Uh, Songs that I wish I wrote. Um, if I had a million dollars by uh, by Bare Naked Ladies, yeah, that's a great song that I wish I would have written. Um, mostly because then I'd have a million dollars. <laughs> I think that's a million dollar song. It's yeah, a, it's a great one. It, it's timeless and it's great the way that they recorded it and everything. But yeah, I could see doing that one on stage and people really enjoying it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's another, and also there's humor in it. So. It's oh yeah, yeah, right. totally. I, yeah. I started going more toward trying to think of comedy sure. songs that I could actually do something with. Like, yeah, yeah sure. I, w- I wish I could have written, uh, you know, uh, famous blue raincoat by Leonard Cohen. But what am I going to do with it? You know, <laughs> it would be really weird in my in my act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. We can give it a try. Yeah. 
maybe uh, see how it goes over. Um, all right. Uh, the day comes along. We have a, a Henry, Philo- Henry Phillips biopic. Who would you like to see cast to play you in the, in the um, movie? Well, everybody's getting older and older, but if it, if it were me in the early two early 90s um well michael Sarah was one that i always i always thought would be cool but yeah. he's he's pretty old now too so um i don't know somebody dry and underspoken you know you wouldn't want somebody just kind of brassy or good looking <laughs> uh, it's just get somebody who's just mellow uh so i'm not really sure who some of those people are yeah but uh i'm sure they're out there yeah yeah that would uh and I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Michael Sarah, that wouldn't be. I think that could work. Yeah. Be uh, maybe see if we can make that happen. Just need to find somebody in their twenties because that would probably be a real important part of the story. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Uh, well, again, uh, thank you, uh, Henry, for doing this, man. This yeah, has Shane, been super no. cool. So great. Uh, you can find uh, again henryphillips dot com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow uh, along on uh, Patreon also, and mm-hmm. uh, come out on uh, October uh, twenty seventh, twenty eight, twenty or twenty twenty eight through thirty. Twenty eight, yeah. twenty nine, thirty. There it is. Yeah, for the yeah. Ludo shows. But uh, yeah, man, I uh, a lot of fun. Yep, I'm excited about that. This is gonna be a good night. And uh, but yeah, appreciate you doing this, and I will see you soon. Sounds great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Henry. Bye, everyone. Rock, paper, podcast. Rock, paper, podcast. Rock, paper, podcast. Rock, paper, podcast. Well, yeah, that was it.